in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thedian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. We have reached the end of the second saga in Season 3. In this Reticon saga, you followed Azon and his master Zermel to their home pillar of Moriat. You learned from a Shorosk shaman how Evemore is ebbing closer to the dusk. You witnessed the failed trial of Moriat that Azon went through and learned about the secret that plagued his master. Then you were thrust into the asteroid battle where the Archon was finally introduced, experiencing rebirth and testing the loyalty of his people. And then we jumped back to after Zermo revealed his secret, when Evemore's will pronounced Zermo's demise. Now, we follow Krogo, infiltrating Core Command, and discovering that the command officials are planning something malicious. It is time to see what Krogo does in his current predicament. Commander Krogo, are you alright? Do not distract him right now. He is mourning the most out of all of us. He and Vitan were... inseparable. Do you think the Archon will... Krogo! Stepping out of it, Krogo opens his eyes to see Vegabond standing in front of him. Glancing around, he notices the rest of the squadron looking at him. Do you need something? Commander Exilo laughs and turns away. Oh, just that we made it to the front five. Master Telvin should be two kilometers away from our current location. Krogo stands up. Good. What do we know of front five? Ahara takes a step forward. Front five is rich in lux ore deposits, made for enno armors as well as assimilating into drive cores of most quad drives. There is a native prime species known as the Fronites that have an interplanetary civilization of six worlds in the front system. Are they allied with the Alliance? Ahara nods. They have a total of 15 ambassadors and 6 senators. However, it is rumored that they have been making deals with counter-command forces. These have only been rumors, though, as the jump routes that the insurgency has taken in the past do not reach these sectors. Thank you, Ahara. You have the scans I asked for. Ixolo approaches her as she taps her codex to his. Of course, Commander. As the two of them are distracted, Krogo leans over to Vegabond, whispering to him. Did you see anything about her? Was she withholding information? Vega stares up at him curiously. You think she was? 
I'm not sure. That's why I ask you. You said you can read people, right? Vagabond laughs under his breath, turning away from Ahara and whispering, Not to worry, Krogo. Ahara is just intimidated by you. Right. As they finish their preparations, the craft bay doors open to Fron 5, where the atmosphere is thick with plumes of hydrogen gas that makes it nearly impossible to see, let alone breathe. Vegabond scouts ahead with Krogo guarding the commander and tech ops. You got anything, Hera? Not yet, Commander. But I am noticing a few frequencies that I think are being jammed by the atmospheric pressure. Do what you can to get around it. You need to have eyes on what's happening. Remember, this could be counter-territory. We wouldn't want to get into a skirmish on our first outing, would we? No, sir. I'll see what I can do. Hera begins working on her codex more diligently, scanning the surrounding environment. The world is almost like a maze leading them towards the unknown. They have a general coordinate where they are to meet with Master Telvin, but the difficulty lies in the interference that Front 5 gives off and their lack of experience. Krogo can't help but remember one of his first missions, with Commander Raiten leading him on his home world of Hirogo Kine. Their mission was to procure a new stock of Zakite for the Ellipse. Everything was going fine until. Commander! I'm picking something up! Good, Hera! Let me hear it! Exolo heads over to her leans into Ahara's codex as Krogo motions to Vegabond to halt. He then glances back at Exolo to see the commander's face in disbelief. He looks up and calls out, Drop! Suddenly, a burst of flames erupts around the squadron as each of them are able to barely evade the ambush. Krogo yells out, Is this the Count Command? Laughter fills the smoky air as the squadron hears a maleficent voice echo through the maze. Ah, the Castinian. Perhaps you can assist me in my cleansing of the dissonance. Exelo begins crawling stealthily towards Krogo as he responds back. I take it you are Master Telvin? Exelo stops moving, waiting for a response from their pursuer. Then, Plutel informs me you have a loyalty about you. Perhaps you can show it by executing your squadron. They will only end up getting in your Archon's way when the time comes. Axolo's eyes widen as he hears this. Confusion and betrayal runs through him as he slowly inches towards his enforcer. Krogo silently attempts to inquire about a course of action from his commander, 
when another burst of flames ignites around them, causing first-degree burns across all their flesh. Axello then twirls his fingers, telling Krogo to keep Telvin distracted. Krogo nods and yells out, My plan wasn't to kill them, but to use them. Are you, rude forgers, really this brash? To waste such potential for a quick gain. Listening closely, Krogo hears Telvin issue an order to someone, then he responds, Your Archon must be desperate to seek dissonance that will only sully the loyalty he has instilled into his men. Plus, isn't it the Redicon Republic that you defend? Exolo reaches Krogo, leaning into him. What the hell is going on? Krogo puts his hand up to him. Not now, Exolo. Get Vega and Hera out of here. I'll handle this forger. He snarls with great prejudice. Exolo can't help but freeze from Krogo's intimidating stature. Then, fine. If you will not show loyalty, then perhaps your Archon will need to find a better commander. Fire! Within seconds, a hailstorm of energy blasts are fired off, sounding like missiles of radiation soaring toward them from a pod floating above. With no time to act, Krogo looks to the sky and hears the Archon's voice one last time. He did lose some. One of those being Commander Wrighton. Let me tell you what occurred in his final moment. In this memory, Krogo sees Wrighton's body. Imagining him giving his life for their Archon. In a moment of sacrifice, Commander Wrighton willingly and with a smile on his face gave me his. In that very moment, Commander Exolo tackled Krogo to the ground, taking the full force of the blast, knowing full well he would not survive. As the dust settles, Krogo sees the charred back of his commander. Wheezing from the blast, Exolo lets out a final command. Save. Save my squad. Commander. Krogo hesitates, knowing full well his armor would have held up in the blast. But Exolo still risked his life. He still gave his life for his. And in his dying words, he showed just how loyal he was to his squadron. Suddenly, Krogo could hear footsteps approaching. Does Master Telvin really think they could have survived that? Scanning the area with his sight, Krogo tries to see if Vegabon or Ahera are around. He carefully moves Exolo aside and keeps low out of his enemy's sight. There was a sign of faint life, but I wouldn't question him if I were you. Krogo enraged, he pulls out his tech saber and stomps towards the two. You really think I wouldn't have survived? With a heavy cleave, Krogo feels the friction from one of their necks release as the other yells out, What the fuck? Then, with two steps through the thick smoke, Krogo appears in front of the second, impaling him with his saber until his body hangs on like fresh meat on a stick. The soldier lets out a tear. Sora, 
I'm sorry. Crowell throws the body off of his blade and smashes his boot into the skull. Say sorry to Commander Solo. With a gush of blood splattering onto his seared armor, it begins to evaporate. He then waves his saber in the air to clear up the fog surrounding him. With no emotional restraint, Krogo screams, Face me, Runeforger! I shall not fall to a pathetic weakling like you! There's no response. But Krogo doesn't let up. He goes on a tirade for ten minutes, yelling, raging on behalf of Exolo. Finally, after all his screaming, he collapses next to his commander's lifeless body. Archon, I have failed you. In his wallowing, Krogo hears more footsteps approaching. However, this time he can see their silhouettes through the fog as he hears Vagabond's voice. Krogo, are you alright? You... Where did you go? How did you survive? Krogo stands, marching over to Vagabond and gripping onto his throat, lifting him five feet into the air. With himself choking, Vagabond tries to explain, I was separated. Gasping for breath, Krogo loosens his grip. I was separated before the first blast came. I was ordered by Exolo that if anything were to happen, to rescue him at first. He'd make sure you were safe. Looking down, Krogo sees a Hera trembling. Then he remembers Exolo's last command and carefully lets go of Vegabon. While he coughs, Krogo turns away from the two of them. Exolo foolishly risked his life for mine. He's dead. Hera steps up to Krogo slowly. He told us that if he were to die when we began our directives, that you'd take his place. Krogo stares at her, but turns away. I already have command over a squadron. I am not your commander. Finally catching his breath, Vagabond steps forward. What squadron? You owe us answers, Krogo. What did the general tell you? And who the hell was that runeforger? Krogo sighs. I'm sorry, but there's not much I can tell you. All I can say is, Vagabond, you are acting commander between the two of you, and that you should go and find this counter-command. And when you do so, he pulls out his personal codex. Contact me here and we can go from there. The two of them are silent, but Vagabond speaks up. Can we even trust Countercommand? Krogo lifts the body of Exolo and turns towards them. You'd have a better chance with them since the alternative is trying to kill you. Vagabond nods. Good point. Krogo nods to the two of them. I'm sorry it came to this, 
I was actually looking forward to serving as an enforcer again. Oh, and... He switches off his disguise field, showing his obsidian black skin. Don't tell anyone this, but... Us Castine Reticon are as loyal as they come. You two deserve to know this. Stay safe, and may Evemore's light shine before you. With a sudden pivot, Krogo takes Axolo's body and activates his void room, entering it and leaving the two of them behind. Vagabond and Nehera spend the next few marks in search of any signs that Counter Command were ever on Front 5. For some time, it felt like the rumors were just that. However, on the fourth mark of evading Core Command, the two of them encountered an Agelian Cantol working to undermine the operations put forward by Core Command. The two of them sought this Cantol out, and upon meeting him, they discovered his ties to Counter Command. This Cantol's name is Muzo Wist, and you will learn more about him in the next saga. I thank you for listening to this saga. Next week's entry 80 will feature William Soar as he seeks to save Emperor Zahn from the clutches of the true formless. Then, be sure to stay tuned in for the next saga as it will bring forth the war between Kor and Counter Command. Plus, a new Reborn in Power series will begin releasing on a bi-weekly schedule. If you are just now joining the anthology, check out ArthadianAnthologies.com for more content that expands this new expanding universe. You can also support the creation of this podcast by donating through the link found in the description of this episode. Until next time, travelers, be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.